What's going on, everybody? Today is Thursday, October 12th. It is 10 a.m. on the East Coast, and you are listening and watching the Daily AI Show live, coming to you every single weekday here on LinkedIn, but also on YouTube. And then, like a lot of our audience, catches us on the replays. And you can find those replays in places like Spotify, which actually is the video uh, podcast, which is super cool. Um, you can find us on Apple. You can find us on Overcast, which is another podcast platform. You can find us on YouTube. LinkedIn, hell, we're everywhere. TikTok. Um, so uh, we're omnipresent at this point. You can't miss us. We're growing every day. Just past 100 uh, listens on Spotify, which is super awesome. Uh, tomorrow would be, I won't be here for it, but tomorrow will be show number five zero for the old Daily AI show. So um, we are we are getting there quick. Um, and as Carl said, uh, we probably won't know what's going on until year two or three. So we have a long way to go. Um, <laughs> today, we are talking about mega prompting and I won't even say versus and task driven prompting. So probably want to start by sort of breaking down both of those and it's sort of like making sure that the audience understands like where we're coming from. I think Beth, maybe you'd be the because you just talked about it before we went live. So maybe you want to jump in on the, the maybe the mega prompting to start with. And then, um, yeah, we could just get in a good conversation about, you know, why we use what we use, why we think it's valuable, why we think our audience should do, you know, and follow these steps. If they're, uh, if you're just breaking into using prompts, which a lot of sales, prof I'm sorry, not just sales, business professionals are, uh, certainly in my field of sales professionals, um, they're just getting going with, with prompts, right? So it's like, Okay, what is my does that prompt need to be three words, five words, seven sentences, or does it need to be a well written, you know, essay before I hit enter? So I don't know. Kick it off, Beth. Take us, take us. Okay. So the first thing that I want to talk about is the distinction between mega prompting being a style of prompting versus the amount of words in a prompt. Um, Task-driven prompting often uses examples. And if the task that you're asking to be written is a blog post or um, a email, that can get really big, but it's still a single task. Mm -hmm. um, uh, mega prompts tend to have multiple tasks within it. So you might say, um, uh, I want you to assess this article and um, give me a summary. Um, uh, give me a hook for a blog post. Give me um, an outline for a blog post, right? So you might, you're, you're doing all of that within one thing. And actually those are different tasks, right? And so the other piece in terms of uh, in terms of why, uh, so full disclosure, Brian and I are course leaders for the AI exchange, um, which in their uh, wonderful prompting course teaches task driven prompting. So we're, uh, I'm clearly, uh, <laughs> team, team You're biased. I'm You're team task. Where's Robert? We're biased. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, uh, part of why I'm team task driven is because task gives you an opportunity to segment what's not performing if something's not performing, right? So if I've asked for the bullet points in the outline and the summary all at once, and then a blog post to get written, I don't know where in that that's wrong. If I say, hey, summarize this article for me in bullet points, and I get a series of bullet points and they're not what I want, then I have an opportunity to go in and tweak that before I end up with a blog post that I'm disappointed in. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to add to that, which is excellent summary, by the way, of the (laughs) distinction between those two. Uh, I would say that task-driven prompting lends itself to the companionship that is emerging between prompting and automations. So by creating distinct prompts uh, that are confined to a single task, it allows you to use that as an object in a programming method, which is creating a sequence of steps, maybe using not the same LLM, but maybe crossing different LLMs that have different skills. And each prompt that you've developed in your prompt management tool, whatever that is, in the automation, uh, you know, is applied in a discrete way to optimize the completion of that portion of the sequence of tasks. Right. So I, I want to ask a follow-up question to that, Andy or Beth or anybody. Um, okay, so a couple months ago, all the rage was uh, auto GPT or God mode. Um, and at that time, you had to download essentially like a Python script. And I'm probably saying that wrong. Maybe it was JSON. That's sort of outside of my my area of knowledge. But regardless, I followed the steps on GitHub and I did it. And then what would happen if you're not familiar with that? It was it was definitely more popular back then was you basically said what your task was. And then this system would auto run. It was essentially like a chat GPT, but it was like breaking down the steps. You would see full details of how it thought it should it should go about it and so on and so forth. So just for the audience sake, for, for my sake, for clarity, is that a mega prompt or is that a system that's running like an automation and running multiple task driven prompts concurrently? I, I think for, for God mode or, or, oh. Go. Yeah, I, yeah, just think for, for, yeah, sorry. I think for God mode and co- like there's a God mode, there's Cognosis, there's a whole bunch of them. And the two, like the two that I use, God mode and Cognosis. Sounds like I'm playing a video game because God mode. But um, when you saw, it would actually breaking it, it down task per task per task. So it would say, let's just say, oh, I want to do market research in my industry, uh, targeting this group of, of of users. And what it would do is it would break it down by tasks. It's like, okay, this is what you want to do. These are the tasks I need to complete. And it was doing one task at a time. I, I think it was because it would be like, I need to survey the population. I completed the survey. And I'm like, can I see the survey results? And I, I'm like, where did you keep said survey? It's like, oh, now I need to create this. I created this. I'm like, where is this? And yeah. they would just keep going. And you're like, well, hold on. I want to see the survey, this, 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 everything you created. It's like task complete. Shut down. I'm like, what? What did you do? Now rebooting. Wait a minute. Hold on. (laughs) I didn't ask you to reboot my computer. (laughs) Reinstalling software you asked for. Wait, wait. Hold on. (laughs) Hard drive erased. Let's go again. (laughs) Task completed. (laughs) Anyway, so like that's how I saw it. So I don't think it actually does it all at once. It was doing task by task by task by task. And and so at sometimes it would it would prompt something to ask it itself something, but it would just keep doing it task by task. So no, and I think we're all I don't know are are we all here kind of proponents of you know keeping everything focused because I've never 
you're right, Beth. Like when you create a mega prompt and it doesn't do what it you, you get an output that you didn't expect. It's harder to you could edit the prompt and try to redo it, but you never could understand. It's like, wait a minute, which part is it messed up in? And you a lot of times you just end up going back to try to do it task by task. So you've just like eliminated the time save that you would have saved time doing something else because you had to do it again. Right. And I, the now let me say this. I believe that in the future, more sophisticated training of uh, LLMs that are instruction tuned and have agency and will be able to respond more effectively with fewer errors to a mega prompt. I believe that better model for your personal assistant kind of LLM than task-driven prompting. Task-driven mm -hmm. prompting is better for automating business processes and so on. But if I want to you know, get a, a complex series of tasks done, I'm waiting for that beautiful LLM that can do it. Uh, and I think that that's where we're headed. And yeah. it's entirely okay. possible that that within that within that secret box of your personal assistant is a bunch of task driven like um agents right that the, yeah, that the assistant within says, the llm it understands um, those, yeah and prompts like different functions yeah that's yeah. interesting so I, I don't drink coffee but that's the first thing that came to mind is like okay i'm going to drive to work every single day i'm going to take the kids to school every single day and on my way back i'm always going to hit the starbucks line right and i'm always going to get my same it's fall so now i'm going to get the pumpkin blah 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 with three pumps of blah blah blah. i don't understand that stuff um but that's what i feel like i see people doing give me three pumps of something and give me an extra shot of something something so we'll just say it's pumpkin related girls like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> i don't drink, i don't i don't drink any coffee so i don't oh, no clue. When I see like all these right. things, I was like, well, let me, I, let me step in here then. Right. And when you go through the drive-thru, depending on what you're going for, but in the summer months, I happen to like a quad shot espresso of, you know, in my Frappuccino. So there for all of our coffee drinkers, that's what they're, that's what they're trying to talk about. Okay, so like, so we'll use Jimmy's use, use case of a of a quad shot um, frappuccino. I don't know what he said. Um, <laughs> it's summertime month. So to to your point, Andy, what I'm getting at is okay. You have this assistant, this copilot. You keep hearing the term copilot, and maybe mm -hmm. we're in a more advanced state with these LLMs. And do I just simply turn to my Echo now, which we you know we can kind of do now, and I say uh, I'm leaving the house now. Can you make sure that coffee is ready for me? when I hit the, the drive-through or whatever. And it says, the only answer it gets back is, sure. <laughs> but on the back end, is that some mega prompt that's now, or is that like a mega prompt that's essentially said, ooh, okay, there's there's GPS. I'm gonna have to pull in um, Google to figure out how long it's taken him to go through the car drive-through for school. Is it raining? Is it this, is it that? What's the current wait time at, at his preferred Starbucks location? How long does it typically take to make that thing or whatever? And then, and then I don't know, at the end of that, magically, it's like I pull up and they're like, Brian, Brian, right? Like, is that, is that where we're, is that a, is that a mega prompt or is that just maybe an advanced system that's very good at taking, for my personal assistant, taking multiple task driven prompts and, and chaining them together into essentially an automation? 
that, and I don't that know, that's sorry. a that that is a series of task driven uh, prompts, right. and okay. it's essentially done now. So you can you can order your uh, your Starbucks coffee on on an app. So sure. it's easy enough to then, you know, put the order on the app. So yeah, it, it can be done right now, and that would be all task driven. I would love to get to a point where there there really isn't the difference whether you choose to do a mega prompt or or task driven. So like sort of what Andy was saying was, uh, you know, you get your your LLMs to a point where they can do multiple tasks because that's that's what it seems to be breaking down down to. And Beth, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Is the main difference between the mega prompt and the series of task driven prompts is the number of different kinds of outputs you want from a single prompt. Yes, uh, <laughs> except the, it's not just it's not just the output. So uh -huh. the role that you're having it ask as, right? Mm -hmm. So act as or you are may be different within the content, right? Like the role mm -hmm. that, that is like the best in the world at breaking down content into bullet points <laughs> yeah. is not necessarily the same role as the best in the world at creating uh, email subject lines that people want to open. Right. Gotcha. So, so each piece of the content of a prompt may shift based on the goal, overall goal, where it fits, and the output that you're looking for. Awesome. And also, I'll add to that that the these language models have a recency bias, which means mm -hmm. that they are going to prioritize the last thing that was put in, which is usually the user message, what we would call the user message. So, <laughs> if you're playing around in the playground, that's sort of like we have two sides and most people aren't playing around the playground, but it's like two sides, there's a system message, which will ultimately stay still. And then the user message, which is like, go do this thing, like, uh, you know, use the system message to go do this thing. And um, it's gonna look at that user message first because that's the last instruction it got. So if you think in a mega problem, I'm not saying it's impossible because I know we have people that we you mentioned earlier, Beth, uh, before we started this um, that are fans of it. It also could be that like they're defining a mega prompt slightly different and we're actually saying the same thing. So there's that too. But my point to it is, is if I'm at the very top of this mega prompt and I'm like, you know, do this, 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 and then, the, and maybe I'm on my fourth sort of subtask that I wanted to do all this stuff. A really easy use case that's from the bootcamp course is I want you to go take this unstructured data from LinkedIn, um, from a profile. I want you to make an outline of it that I want you to write an email for me going to that person. And then I also want a really good subject line to go with it. Well, that's three to four different tasks. And, and we would write those as three to four different prompts. That's how we would teach. That's how we do teach it in the course. Um, if I put that all in together in one mega prompt, to your point, Beth, it not only is my act as my, my, you know, my, expert in the field going to maybe change for each of those, but also is the recency bias going to make it that the, the language model puts more emphasis on solving the last given right. instruction as opposed to the other ones? Can you prompt around that? My, my hunch is, yeah, you probably could. I've seen some really, <clears throat> really amazing prompts for ChatGPT that blow my mind. And <clears throat> what it's essentially doing is, Carl, you sort of talked about this too in your custom instructions where we're saying to think through the problem. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you could write a big mega prompt where in the instructions, you're like, at this point, I need you to stop and think about the answer and so and so and hold it to the end. There, There's probably a way 
to write a really complex prompt that embeds thinking and reasoning from the bot that could intend potential have it hold information in memory before it gives it out at the very end. And it might mm -hmm. actually be just as good. I actually don't know. It's a really great, you, you know, potential hypothesis to test out is could you, could you work your way into it? Now the, the answer, the thing to that is like, take our, our audience here who who's doing that, <laughs> you know, like, is that a real world use case? No, that's for people who nerd out on this stuff like we do. And we want to see if it can do it. We want to see if we can break the, the, the toy, you know, just to see how it's made inside, you know? Um, so I don't know that that's a very real world use case. Cause most people are just like, dude, I just need you to do this one thing. Right. Well, and that's going to be a task driven prompt. And Andy, to your point, down the road, we can now chain these together to get automations. Has I, want, I want to share with you an issue that I've faced, which I think it shows just how sort of inscrutable and, and, and difficult to understand prompt impact is on the output. So I, I'm building a, a, a taxonomy of all these subjects and I want the LLM to spit out all of the top keywords for each of the topics that I gave it. And I, I gave it specific instructions because I've been trained in task-driven prompting. And, I, and I'm really asking you to just take this input and then I want you to output a, a list of the main topics. And then after each one, give me four top keywords that are related to that subject. And I did it against a couple of different models, and one of them came out like brilliant. I'm like, wow, this is better than I expected. It not only gave me four uh, top keywords, but then it went down and broke those keywords down and gave me action phrases for what you ought to do <laughs> for each of those. And I'm like, what, what was different here? Well, on examination, what I had accidentally done was I had given the list of the subjects that I wanted it to address as, an, as a variable in the prompt, mm. and I'd accidentally included it twice. Mm. So the only mm. difference between that and the other one was I duplicated the same data twice in the prompt, and it came out fantastic. Why? <laughs> you know, we don't know yet what the real effect of the words that we're putting into a prompt are. And by the way, when you have system and user prompt, my expectation is that what happens before that actually gets delivered to the LLM is they compile it, right? So it's all being given to it without much distinction when it's finally delivered to the LLM. So that's like a vote in favor of megaprompt because ultimately, you know, your instruction set within the task-driven approach is really an aid to you as the human in writing your prompt more than it is what the LLM is really going to respond to because apparently you can put a bucket of words in there. And if the bucket <laughs> happens to be configured in a way that you didn't even expect, it's going to produce something different from what you, you know, you thought it was going to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. So, great. And I've heard that before about the, the putting it in twice. I haven't tried that yet, but I, maybe you were the one Andy that said about yeah, that, like I'm finding success with like <laughs> doubling up the important stuff. And I, that's kind of yeah. crazy. That's amazing. So sorry, Carl, or whoever's about to talk. Uh, I was about to, so um, okay. what I, <laughs> well, Sorry. I think what makes sense to bring in here now is the idea of evaluating a prompt, right? So all that we're talking about is theory and our experiences, but the way to really identify what is the highest performing prompt for you and bing, bing down the line, 
is it still performing at a high level, um, is to have an evaluation system, right? So that you know what you are targeting. You, uh, many of these are subjective, right? Is this a good blog post? Uh, can be a subjective uh, rating, but that like Andy's example would be really interesting, right? So um, is my, um, I don't know, I don't even know how I would do that in my prompts, Andy. I can't even come up with that. But uh, but one example that we play with is one, if when we're giving an example in a prompt, is one example better than three examples? Or is three examples better than one? Right? Um, and again, the the if you're just like hanging out, chatting with ChatGPT, um, which I do periodically as like a thought partner, um, this is less important than if you are putting prompts together that you want to be a part of an automation or um, that it always spits out something good enough that you don't really have to massage it afterwards. And I think this might be, if anybody else wants to jump in, I'm going to pull something up on the screen. Um, that well, really, really quick while you're doing that, can um, just to make sure uh, we talk about this one topic, uh, part of the whole, uh, the whole prompt theme is, uh, can you explain prompt chaining? Yes. <laughs> prompt chaining basically means that you're taking the output from one prompt mm -hmm. into another prompt. So it's part of task-driven prompting. Okay. So in the example of the blog post, um, I take an article, I have it summarized, um, and then... I take that summary. So I take the article as my input, the summary is my output. Now, next piece in the chain, the summary is my input and bullets are my output. And I might've come to that because, the, because if I asked the article and then the bullets, I got too many and I didn't get bullets I liked, right? So. Right. Um, and then, and, and prompt chaining is gonna be an essential part of using task-driven uh, prompting. Right. And until, prompt until mega prompts can do it, right? So in your mega prompts, you say, now when you finish that task, hold that information and then use it in the next task. Right? See yeah, now, right, so. and this is this is the place, this is like you used to be able to like work on your Volkswagen Beagle Beetle because they're right, Volkswagen bud bug as a car because it was so simple. And now you can't do that anymore, right? Like yeah. you have to get one that was from the 1960s, which is rusty. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> and I like where we are right now. I like being able to see the individual pieces that are happening. I think that I agree, Andy, that we're going to go to a place where, um, where it's all happening behind the scenes. I think it's still important to know this part because this will inform how you experience the behind the scenes, but also I miss it. I miss it when I can't see the individual pieces. Yeah, and I think that kind of goes to, as I'm pulling this up, this goes to what Carl was just saying too, right? Carl, you were like, wait, hold on, stop. I want to see the pieces yeah. to this. But I do, I, I think you guys just made a really good point, which is that in probably the near future, we may have to struggle, we may struggle to see the pieces because it's just going to be much more towards a mega prompt, maybe God mode type scenario, like you're saying, Andy, because it's going to advance to a point where they're going to go, 
well, why do you need to pull open the engine on the bug? It's it, it'll work. It'll be just fine. It's a it's a Hyundai. It's going to go three hundred thousand miles before it even coughs. So you know. And by by the way, I had a ninety seven Jeep for a lot TJ uh, for a long time, and and so I I deeply understand the the basics of it. Hey, this is really quick. Just as an example of a prompt. Now, this isn't actually my prompt. I took this from somebody. We have a thirty day prompt challenge going on inside the AI, AI exchange community. And I believe his name was Brandon. And he was like, hey, I can't get this prompt to work. And I, this is the, this is how I reorganized it on the left here. And I thought this is just maybe a good example of, of why I took what he had and reorganized it. One of the main things I did was, first of all, we'll just look at how this is broken down. So there's an act does, there's the context. In this case, he wanted to take dense words um, or he wanted to create dense words that basically came out of lasting a short time. The dense word would be, uh, ephemeral um, or a set, a set of assumptions would be paradigm. So like, that's what he was trying to create with this prompt. And he was having a hard time with it where it would sort of break on him from time to time. And so I looked and he had all these amazing examples for inputs and outputs. So he's basically saying, and this was to your point, Beth, like how many is too many? How many is helpful? You know, there's this a real quiz, a real evaluation that needs to go on here of like, well, Am I actually overtraining the model a little bit and getting poor results because I have too much going on here? So all I did was basically reorganize this a little bit and made sure, as we were saying before, because of recency bias, I wanted to make sure that his main instructions, which by the way, this would be the last thing it reads, then this. So this here gets appended down here in a regular ChatGPT model. Um, but, and then actually it's in there twice, isn't it? So that wouldn't even need to be there. But regardless, um, the instructions are in there. Then the examples I had moved up underneath essentially criteria. And so not to get super complex on this, but the reason I did that was basically because we were trying to create, it was one task, right? We're trying to take three or four words and create a dense word from it or give us the dense word from it. And if it doesn't know, it's supposed to say, I'm not sure I can't do that. It's down here in the instructions. If you do not see anything, there are no recommended changes to this piece, right? So that's that's what it's supposed to say if it doesn't know the answer. So I kind of ran through this a little bit. Um, uh, it got a couple of examples, ran it on GPT-4, left the temperature where it was, and anyway, gave it back to him and he said, hey, I, I said, we'll go see if this is working a little bit better for you. And um, he came back yesterday, where did we go? Where'd we go? Oh, there we are. Uh, he came back yesterday and he said, no, I'm actually getting a little bit better answers. I wouldn't have thought about that. And then he said, what I'm looking at with what you did with the prompt is you basically reorganized it. I said, yeah, that's yeah. it. I said, I didn't add any words. I just, I just took your words and what you were trying to get for your prompt and your results. And I just reorganized it a bit to try to get the prompt to read in the right order in order to produce the best results. And then to your point, Beth, where this would go from a task driven point is once we're starting to get pretty good answers, now it's like, okay, are they 90% good? Are they 80% right. good? And what would it take to get to 95, 97, 99% accuracy every single time we run it, 100 and times over? And that's where getting into those future state where we're sort of talking about down the road, um, where evaluations are going to be really, really important. And so I think so words, like maybe- words the Same. actual words that are in there are magically important. And so the very first time I saw this in a prompt was in the prompt that Beth did. So Beth, I saw it in one of your prompts. It said, pause and take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. And I said, which I got from the research article. 
<laughs> yeah, that, what does that mean and why is it? Well, I later read why you put that in there. So explain what that is and, and, and how it works. Or if you can't explain how it works, I don't think. But it does work and it's part of the magic of prompting. Right. So, and, and there are a bunch of um, like uh, very, very researchy, nerdy people do research <laughs> on what works and what doesn't. And this was one of the things that comes out. Um, and my reasoning for it is um, if it helps, I'm going to use it, right? And if it if it might help and doesn't hurt, I'm probably also going to use it, right? Mm -hmm. So like this was a low risk inclusion. Um, and uh, for for the reasoning behind it, we um, and it's speculation, but we need to go back to the idea that these are prediction engines. These are probability engines. And the probability of what happens after pause and take a deep breath is a specific quality and output of, uh, of content, right? Those words have significant meaning in the way that we engage them as humans when someone says, okay, pause and take a deep breath and now go. And the LLMs being trained on us and what <laughs> likely comes after those words then uh, has a very similar result in what they put out. Okay, so my TLDR is gaslighted. <laughs> no, only because could you imagine it being like, pause, take a deep breath. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> you, didn't you didn't just tell me to pause. <laughs> I'm trying to give you an answer, damn it. <laughs> all right, that's my TLDR. I'll take, I'll take it, Jimmy. Go ahead, take us out. Uh, all right, yeah. So uh, TLDR, uh, one positive. Uh, one negative, mega prompting and task driven. Go. Uh, I would go with one benefit. Like, so for, for mega prompting, it saves time because you don't have to actually work through everything. But obviously, negative, you may not get the answer that you're looking for or the best answer that you can possibly get. For task driven prompting, it's just the reverse. You get what you're. <clears throat> you get the specific task and whichever large language model you're using, you get it to focus on that task instead of breaking it up. And, and then finally, but with tasks or prompting, it's just, it, it would just take more time. Like for some of us who have taken the, the, the AI exchange prompting course, that was, you would see all the steps that you would need to, you know, you would have to write it down then create every single task has its own prompt. It would just take quite a bit of time if you want to go through all the steps. My TLDR is either one of those is worth trying. Uh, there's another one, though, called leadership prompting, which is probably a more natural way of uh, interacting with a, a single GPT through the browser. And that is, you know, start the conversation and see what it gives you and then give it some further instruction. It maintains in that thread memory of that chat history. And so you can refine the prompt as you go. And, and the problem with that one is you can't then save that <laughs> and you reuse it. So right. you, you basically have to be in leadership type prompting. You have to be going through it live and with your leadership guiding the, the, um, the GPT to get to the final result. 
Yeah, my um, my TLDR, I think that anything that excites you about prompting and playing with prompts, do that, right? Like play, <laughs> oh, what was it somebody said the other day? Like take GPT out for coffee. Like <laughs> start engaging. Um, the more automation you want to put in it, the more control that you're going that you want to have without being eyes on is going to move toward task-driven prompting and automations. The more like, I don't know, let's just throw a bunch of stuff at this and see. And I'm I only need it to get me to 80%, and then I'm going to rewrite it anyway. That might be a mega prompt. Boom. Yeah. Um, and I'll quickly say mega prompt is going to eat more tokens. Um, so <laughs> so uh, you got to be wary of that. Uh, um, and then I'd say task driven. Um, you mm. you kind of need to know what you want to do with task driven. You can't, you know, spaghetti it and just stick it to the wall and, and see what comes out. Uh, or you need to know how to ask your uh, GPT <laughs> what the well, that, well, that leads to that leads to the new uh, the new features like voice and and vision, and that could lead to a whole other thing. But that'll be another show. That's right, I will be. <laughs> coming soon uh, to the Daily AI show. Live. Nice outro. Right, listen, good outro, Jimmy. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, listen, uh, that is show 49. And like I said, tomorrow is 50. So come on back and celebrate with us. Uh, I will not be here, but I very much look forward to uh, hearing and watching our replay. So uh, thank you to everybody who has been um, watching this, whether it's live or on replay. We see you. We see the analytics. We see our audience growing. Um, and I just want to say for me, since I won't be here tomorrow, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our audience who's helping us grow because it means a lot to us. And um, I can tell you the seven of us are very dedicated to bringing the absolute best to you guys um, and making sure that every single show has some really good insights. It's value driven um, and it's helping you out. So with that, we will throw on the splash screen and we will throw on the rock music. And it won't be you tomorrow, probably. And that's it. Happy Thursday, everybody. See you tomorrow.